Top Shelf Fantasy. All right. Week 14 in the books. Week 15 coming at you. Pretty much in most leagues, it's it's fantasy playoffs. So if you got there, congratulations. We can go through a few of our teams to tell you how we did. But podcast number 234, it's December 14th, 2022. Uh, TopShotFantasy.com. Of course, uh, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at TopShotFNTSY. Uh, it's me and Corey today. We'll go over some news, a bunch of injuries, which is unfortunate for you know teams that are made to the playoffs. They're going to be without a few of their their, their their guys that you know got them there. So, and then a few top talents, uh, bottom feeder pieces of shit, and hold and fold them. So, Dallas, how's it going? Oh, I you know, say it like that because you know we'll, we'll get into injuries, which is pretty much your team. Yeah, you pick a player, and if they're on my team, they're they're hurt right now. I have, I think, I have one team in the playoffs, and one team with a very outside shot of making it. So I've got, a, I've got one ten teamer, um, a ten team league, and we play fifteen regular season weeks, four team playoffs. So only weeks sixteen, seventeen for playoffs. So uh, if I outscore. A kid by 123 points, I can make it in. There so we'll we'll see. But <laughs> um, I'd say that's unlikely. But we'll see. Um, yeah, but injuries. It's just the whole the whole league suffering. I mean, it's. I don't want to say injuries are up because I feel like we have this conversation all the time. They're usually actually pretty pretty average um, over the the entire NFL span, season by season. But it just feels like more when it affects you. So um, it is what it is. But. We'll get into some of the early ones. I mean, last week, for example, we had the the Red Dog playoff, um, you know, battle for last place between me and Brickley. And I had the Monday night game, James Conner and Kyler Murray. Uh, okay. I needed like 20 points out of the two of them or something like that. Connor ended up getting just enough for me to me to get the win, stay out of last place against Brickley. But oh, you did get the win, awesome! I did. Yeah, I was able to pull it out. Connor, Connor did me a solid. I've had Connor for a while, so I feel like he owed it to me. But um, when Kyler goes play and he's done for the whole night oh my god here we go and then connor goes down for a minute and i'm like oh god this is this is it for me i'm wearing a probably a dress to foxwood so um yeah that wasn't gonna be pleasant but here we are made it through but kyler unfortunately did not make it through the news came out i don't know if it was today or yesterday but it's official he's got the torn acl so brutal for the the cardinals team as a whole and i mean this late in the season you're talking about is he ready for next year and that yep. i think that becomes the, the larger concern there um you know colt mccoy is old he's not going to be around playing football forever as a backup yeah yeah it's gonna be a long road for uh kyle to get back which, which sucks but... and like from everything that we've heard and i don't want to knock kyler too hard i don't know the guy personally he seems to be more focused on other things than uh his football career which are you know a lot of the knocks on him and if he takes that approach to his rehab for his knee i mean might never see the dude again yep that's true all right uh let's get into some of the news uh is it brock purdy <laughs> yes is it okay <laughs> all right uh brock purdy for the niners uh has a fantastic game over 20 fantasy points spoils brady's homecoming uh brady was abysmal the entire offense was bad uh, was it 35 to 14, I think was the final score. If that, 
Yeah, and those are just garbage time points. Like it was thirty-five nothing at one point, and yep. San Fran really let off the gas. I mean, they took Christian McCaffrey out of the game. Starters were out. Unfortunately, they didn't take their starters out early enough. Debo picked up an injury, but uh, looks like he's going to return in a few weeks. So, I mean, for for what it looked like, that I mean, carted off the field, crying the whole nine. Like, you thought he was done, like ACL for at least a year or something. So, uh, silver lining for them there. But yeah, Purdy, absolute game of his life. Like Jimmy G, who don't worry about it. Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, now first on the scene. Uh, looked confident, looked comfortable, made some nice throws. Looked better than Brady. I mean, that that was easy to do. But yep. um, Brady goes second week in a row as well, having a big touchdown to Mike Evans called back this this time for a sixty eight yarder. And you know, if you're a Mike Evans, Tom Brady owner, you're you're like you're bashing your head through the wall at this point. You're definitely not starting Tom Brady. I don't think he's reliable enough to play. And Mike Evans, I mean, you have him in your lineup every week. He hasn't had double digits in what six weeks. Yeah, can look. It's 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 close to it, but but again, like he catches both those touchdowns the last two weeks. We're not even talking about him having a down year. That's twelve points yeah. last week taken away. I think another ten to twelve points the week before that taken away. He's you know he's, he's a, right there as being Mike Evans. Top, he's a top tier wide receiver too, off of two catches that you know got wiped off the board. Yep. So that's the, the the way of fantasy football, man. A fickle mistress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go yeah. for it. Ken Walker uh, set to play Thursday night football. Uh, we won't, you know, not doing start sits yet, but he'll be a sit in my RB spot. Um, coming off of an injury on a short week, facing the Niners is something I don't want to fuck with. Yeah, facing the Niners, I think, is the big thing for me. I, I would, I don't say, I don't want to say I'm not worried about coming off the injury, short week, lack of practice, yada yada. That's all matters. But the Niners have just been locked down, and right. I, I don't think you can play a running back against them in a playoff week. That being said, Ken Walker for a lot of teams might be the reason you're in the playoffs, and you might have to start him. I mean, he could be your your second guy if you you know, if you were a Ceh drafter and. You know, maybe you tried to go zero RB, you nabbed Walker later. He's still maybe the safer bet, depending on who else you have. But yeah, I don't have a ton of faith in him. I think he's he's primed for a sub five point game unless he sneaks a touchdown in somehow. Yeah, the San Fran defense is just too good. Whoever they face, it's tough to play. Yeah, and really the only way to beat them is to kind of put their uh, safeties and corners into into some trouble and can't do that with Geno Smith. Uh, you know, most of the time, if he, if he can't establish the run game the way that they've been going in Seattle, it's, you know, everything's built off that run. Even if it's not effective, they have to be able to do it to the point where the defense has to respect it. Agreed. Uh, the roller coaster continues for Eno Benjamin. Yeah. Weighed a... by Houston. And you would think, I mean, we'll get to the Damon Pierce injury, but Pierce is going to be out at least a week or two. So you think, boom, thank God they got Eno Benjamin there to take over that role. Oh, nope. We're just going to cut him. Claimed by the Saints, which uh, Mark Ingram's out for the year. Um, they only have David Johnson there, I think, uh, besides Kamara. So he'll probably be cut by the Saints ne- <laughs> next week anyways. It's, it's just been a weird ride for a guy that, when he's played, is, has been productive. Right, and I, I think we talked about prior to the podcast, I have him on my, well... My, my dynasty team where I have James Conner. So I had him as a handcuff and I acquired him and whatever and yada, yada, yada. And then 
he played in James Conner's absence and he looked good. I'm like, all right, cool. So he's 15 he's points and 20 points. Boom. <laughs> yeah, like yep. the guy can run the football. And then all of a sudden he's cut surprisingly and then change and, locations. And then yeah, he, and he was cut the day that Daryl Williams went on, on IR. So you think, oh, boom, <laughs> he's yeah. the guy. And then um, this is an in ear, but I don't know if we talk about it last podcast, but Daryl Henderson is also cut by Jacksonville. Is that where yep. he was? Yeah. Yep. Two guys that, I mean, not a huge Daryl Henderson fan, but a guy that should be on an NFL team and get and getting some snaps. Yeah, two guys that have been like not even effective, but like even more than effective, you know, serviceable when when called upon, and now just both cut, thrown away. I mean, Eno's been to now three teams in one year. Like you start to just ask, what the hell's going on? Is it an attitude thing? Whatever, but whatever the actual reason is, it's, it's confusing. So. Uh, fortunately it's not some top tier talent. So he's probably not on your redraft teams. It's more of a dynasty focus. Uh, I'd still like, I would hold, Eno in dynasty formats. If I had Alvin Kamara, I'd go grab, Eno for cheap. If I could, mm-hmm. you know, he's a solid cuff. And if he ends up on the field, he's a good player for you, but, uh, it's just hard to see what's going on there. Um, and other yeah. moves that maybe make more sense. Cole Beasley signs with Buffalo. Uh, they needed a pass catcher, I guess. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie has, been up and down. Stephon Diggs has been a unit like he always is, but Cole Beasley should be able to bounce back right into that team. He knows the system. He knows how they play. I'd assume this is a, a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, a guy's been there before, so he knows the offense. Tua Hilton signs with Dallas. Um, Kind of forgot about the guy. I thought it was one of those just old enough, kind of just out of the league, but good for him. Getting a yeah. <laughs> getting a shot. I didn't know that he was even like fielding calls. I thought he hung him up. So good for him. Uh, he joins a, a receiver room that's pretty crowded, but I mean, it's a good spot to be. I mean, even if he's just out there, it's a good shot for him to to maybe add another ring to the another ring or his first ring. I'm not sure to the resume. Um, I don't know if he got a ring with Manning. Yeah, I don't know I don't if he was there, there yet in time, but either way, uh, he's got a good shot because Dallas has a good offense. The bigger impact of these two signings is that neither one of them are named Odell Beckham. So there's not as many teams out there left that would grab him. Um, I mean, at this point in the season, I would have said, you know, L.A. makes the most sense. The Rams go back to the team that had you, but they're not making the playoffs. So that is kind of out the window. Uh, I don't think you bring a guy in week 14, 15, 16, if you're intending on making a deep playoff run to learn the system. But uh I mean, Buffalo, at least Buffalo with Cole Beasley, they know he knows it, so he can play right away. Yep. T.Y. Hilton, uh, I don't know how he's going to do picking up Dallas's offense, but at least, you know, he's a, a pretty intelligent route runner. We always saw him a uh, consummate professional in Indy. Odell, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what remains to be seen with him. Yeah, I, I, I don't see him playing this year. If, it, if the timetable really is don't. mid-January. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not even, even doing workouts for teams he knows it's not going to go well then and he and he wants a contract it's like right. dude like just just take a million bucks it's a few more weeks show that you can still play you know you're getting older for the position so you can't just be that needy yeah maybe another team can sign him with his uh another bit bitcoin contract since bitcoin's in the garbage yeah god's right um injuries here we go jeff wilson didn't practice today hip injury he got hurt last week fumbled the ball 
last week. That's the that was the fumble ruski Tyreek Hill sixty yarder touchdown. <laughs> that was like one of the weirdest plays I've seen in all my years watching football. Uh just the ball squirts out of nowhere and then right into the fastest man on earth, uh Tyreek Hill's hands, and he just walks around like the back of the pile and runs it in. I'm like, uh, only Tyreek. Yep. Um, Pat Fryermuth didn't practice didn't practice with a foot injury today. Um, Najee Harris did not practice today with a hip. Again, these are these are Wednesday practices, so take it with a, a grain of salt. It could just be rest day for these guys. Um, in more concerning news, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker both have concussions. Parker picked it up last Sunday. Um, if you guys saw the film, they were getting with the guy play. <laughs> he literally was couldn't even stand up. Yeah, that was a, a huge miss for the NFL, but uh nice snag by Nelson Aguilar screaming and yelling to stop the play. But um, for what it's worth, he looked in bad shape, like out cold on his feet, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, I'd be surprised if he suits up like we've talked about with the concussion protocol changes. Now it's almost a guaranteed miss of a game. Um, and then Myers has been, you know, this is, this will be his second miss game or second week. So I uh, start to kind of worry about that too. I mean, there's, only so many people catching balls in New England, and these are really two of them. So two big ones. Uh, it's something definitely to be concerned about, especially as the Patriots head to the Raiders, which you probably would have considered a plus matchup for for these guys. You might you might have actually considered starting Patriot players. Yeah, very Swiss Swiss cheese offense defense. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, do you want to take the guys to return from the IR? Yeah, uh, speaking of the Raiders, right off the bat, we have Renfro and Darren Waller designated to return. Um, So this, for all these guys, opens up their return window, which I think is still 21 days. So they're not guaranteed to play this week, but at least, uh, you know, they're they're considering making their comebacks. And that's big for the Raiders. I mean, Waller is better than Moreau, no matter how you slice it. And Renfro adds a whole different layer to the offense with what he can do dynamically. Um, for the Chiefs, Mikol Harbin is uh, still recovering from his ab- abdominal issue, but they said he's good enough to practice, which is nice. Uh, I don't know that he'll be on the field this week, but he's he's certainly making his way there. And then maybe the biggest one on this list is Dallas Goddard. Uh, the Eagles have certainly kept clicking without him, but when he's back out on the field, he definitely changes the offense for them, and mm-hmm. he provides a, a great weapon. And if you stash him on your uh, on your on your fantasy roster, I'm sure you're happy to have him back for playoffs if he can sneak back in this week next week. You're looking at a great weapon to plug right back into your tight end spot. Yeah, top three to then yeah. the second he's the seat steps up on the field. So <clears throat> it's good. Uh, Sikon Barkley, neck injury, not serious, full practice. So that's good to see. Uh, Debo, like we talked about before, got hurt. We thought it was a very severe injury. Lucky to miss three weeks, three ish weeks, which is. Yeah, Shanahan said three. I assume that's, you know, a rough timetable. Yeah, and just too bad because will he play for the rest of the regular season fantasy wise? Maybe not. No, yep. but you you can't cut him because if, right. if it's three, it's three, and you you drop him. And he he actually plays. Yeah, yeah, he plays but, in the Super Bowl, and the guy against you picks him up, and he drops a twenty burger on you, and you just absolutely go jump into traffic. Yeah, and if he's not placed with IR, it's a good sign that it's probably three weeks max. So. Keep an eye out for that. Corey Davis, uh, concussion, didn't practice. Uh, he got hurt pretty pretty early, right? Yeah, first quarter. Again, my uh, guy in my starting lineup, first quarter, yep. out, guaranteed every week. Yeah, and you saw a bigger game out of Elijah Moore because of it. 
Yep. Uh, we talked about before Damian Pierce ankle injury miss could miss one to two weeks. It's kind of shocking because he played the whole game. He got like banged up, still played, scored a touchdown, and then after the game, I got a thing saying, "Oh, he turned from healthy to questionable." I'm like, oh, you know, that's fine. Didn't know it was that severe. Yeah, they're Two, saying high ankle. Yeah, and he played on it. Right, which is, <laughs> like that. That's, you don't see that tough son of a bitch. Nope. Uh, Trail and Burke still con- concussion protocol missed last week, so keep an eye on that. Uh, big weapon for Tannehill, so he kind of needs him back. Yeah, and the, and the Titans are still in the hunt, so it's not like they're like, oh, okay, you have scrambled egg brands, you know, just rest. We'll shut yep. you down for the season. They're they're still making their push, so they'll get him back out there just as soon as he's physically able and cleared. Yep. Uh, Mike Boone was off the IR and now he's right back onto it. Yeah, he just can't stay healthy. No, so um, yeah, Chase Evans is still on the IR too. So yeah, Boone's a guy that I would is... if you're if you were holding him in any format. He's 27. He's never really put it together. Uh, no matter where he's been, he was a freak athlete coming in. His athletic score was off the charts, but he can't stay healthy. He's not. He's just not serviceable. He's a guy that I would consider cuttable in all formats, including dynasty deep rosters. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did not practice with a toe. Maintenance. We, yep. Maintenance day. Russell Wilson didn't practice. Uh, concussion. This is yeah. More His brain here. is still off. <laughs> I don't see him playing this week. No. Um, I just, I just don't like. If he does, it'd kind of be shocking, but. Um, Which again, terrible. The first game he's really looked good. Jerry Judy got involved. He threw three touchdowns. Oh, he crushed it this week. He had twenty six points before he got hurt. Yep. And then right, right uh, way gets his brain shut off and literally was out cold on the field. So yeah, I don't, I don't think we see him. Yep. Um, and of course, the same team, Colton Sutton, again didn't practice today with a hammy. Yep. Almost That's a lost season for him. Too. Yep. Rondo Moore placed on season-ending IR. Uh, Finally, now now you can cut him if you did hold on to him. Yep, that's another one. Um, you, you know, you wish it would have come four weeks ago. I mean, he was really – it's a lost season for him too. I mean, he had a lot of high expectations coming into this offense this year and just could never, never showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Cooks and Nico both didn't practice t- today. They didn't play last week. I think Cooks is definitely just done for the year, just chucking it up. Nico – I don't know. He, they aren't going anywhere, so why play him? But we saw Chris Moore have a big game. I think he scored 17 fancy points. So if they're both out, the Texans have a very easy strength of schedule going forward. Chris Moore could be a sleeper in uh, the playoffs. Yeah, like despite their terrible record, they've kind of still been giving. Uh, well, they almost beat the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, they almost beat the Cowboys. They played the Browns fairly tough. I mean, 27-14 is not a blowout by any means. It was closer than that, even right down to the wire. So, um, I mean, they're still out there playing. That, that's all you can say. I mean, their guys are still startable when they're on the field. It's not like they're, you know, running the ball three times into the line and going down and punting every every single possession. So, uh, yeah, keep it keep it in your mind. If, if Nico's out there, Davis Mills is still chucking the ball around. Um, and then you mentioned Jeff Driscoll is actually a little – Fun guy. If you're having tight end problems in Yahoo leagues, you can start him at tight end, and he's going to play quarterback. So that's a little nifty trick for uh, for all little, the listeners. Little cheat code. Yep. All right, going on. Mark Ingram. I know we talked about last week. He, he was hurt, but he's now placed on the IR. Uh, we said that they picked up Eno, and they bring up David Johnson from the practice squad. So David Johnson has life again. 
Yeah, David Johnson. Forgot that he was – he's another one. Like, I didn't even know he was trying to be in the league. Apparently, he he was the whole time. Yeah, I, I don't think he knew he was trying either. He's got a call. It's like, here's like a million bucks. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, sure. All right, and a few injuries that happened early in games. Just to highlight them, like we already talked about Kyler with an ACL first drive. Killer for a few teams. Uh, another one of my teams, T. Higgins. Uh, sounded like he was hurt in the pregame, played one snap and just left, which sucks. Yeah, for that's... you know, it's like it's, you need it's, that. It's T. Higgins, like you know, you... you you can't take the zero the week before going into playoffs. You you can't do it. Right, exactly. I mean, you. It seems like the coaching staff wanted him out too, because everything I saw is that he snuck on the field for a, like a random third down, and then they said, "No, what are you doing?" Like, shut it down. So. Terrible. And then on top of it, Tyler Boyd goes and plays. Uh, I think it was less than a full quarter. I mean, he might have also he got hurt very, very. And yeah. he has a finger issue of some sort, but he practiced, I don't know, limited today. So, yeah, it like, sounded like he was, he could be out for a few weeks. But um, if he's back at practice now, it, it's a good sign. Not sure he plays this week, but right. it, it, if anything, he'll miss one, one week. But he's a guy who was tough to roster anyways with Jamar Chase back. So, yep. We'll see. Tyler Huntley, concussion, got hurt early, but he's practicing in full. He just got to clear the concussion protocol to play. Uh, Lamar Jackson is still absent from practice. Uh, no surprise there. I don't see him playing either. Yeah, he'd have to have a miraculous recovery from what his knee uh, looked like. So I think it's going to be another Tyler Huntley week, which I know he went out early, but he did not look that great against uh, Pittsburgh while he was in there. So something to consider if if you were, you know, hoping for the magic of last season with Tyler Huntley, it didn't quite seem to be there. And I don't think his matchup gets any easier this week as they play, uh, the Cleveland. Uh, that sounds correct. Yeah, that is Cleveland four thirty game. So, um, yeah, and that's tough too. It's a four thirty slot. So you'll have to make that decision depending on who else is available. If anybody else is going to play, I mean, you'll probably know that Tyler Huntley is good if he practices full today. But if the Lamar news starts to break later in the week, I'm sure he'll be a questionable game time decision, and you'll be yeah. yeah, he'll be dealing with an issue. Yep. Um, in other news, Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots gets dinged up Monday night. Ankles went off. He came back and he went off again. Um, you know, we'll see. I guess you continue to continue to monitor him throughout the week. Uh, Kevin Harris, besides his fumble, looked good. So did Pierre Strong and Damian Harris practice today. So. They may not rush Stevenson back if they don't need to, um, but definitely hit for the offense. I mean, Stevenson's been one of the best weapons in the league, not just even on the Patriots uh, all season long. So got to keep a look at him. Yeah, I mean, this is just this game. Every drive you saw a big name go out with Stevenson, Parker, Kyler, it, it just rotating door over the like offensive lineman. I think a yep. few defensive guys went out, but uh, it was unfortunate. Kenny Pickett uh, ruled out in the first quarter with a concussion, so he was limited this week. <laughs> and, then, and then Mitch Trubisky went in and threw three picks and looked like old classic Mitch Trubisky. So, yep, uh, nothing to see here. Dumpster fire. Yep. All right, so that's the news and the injuries. I know it was a lot, but got to go through it all. Uh, Dallas, want to start with the week? Th- I didn't change it. Week fourteen, top talents. <laughs> Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's really come on in the second half of the season here. He's really started to put games together, and this is by far his biggest of the year. Uh, 33.42 points. He 
I was like about to say he played 100 percent of snaps. Yeah, he's the quarterback, so that makes sense. But he went 30 of <laughs> 42 for 368 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and then added a, you know three carries on the ground for seven yards, but did punch one of those in for another touchdown. So 33.4 points is just fantastic. It's good to see. Uh, I mean, a ton of that actually. All three of those passing touchdowns went to a guy we're going to talk about later, but um, it's good to see him just gelling with the whole offense. It seems like he can get a lot of people involved. The outlier here was etn but again that that was just weird to see i think he'll probably bounce back next week honorable mention jalen hurts he just seems to be up here every week it's either him or josh allen it feels like we're talking about on a regular basis and he's just an animal i'm not going to read you his stat line but he's just going to continue to pick the league apart it seems yep uh for running backs jarek mckinnon crushed it 28.9 fantasy points um i had him in a few leagues that helped me make Playoffs with thank you, McKinnon. Um, a few other guys, CMC 28.3 points, Miles Sanders 28 points. And CMC did his his, his work in about what a half a football, half and half and a quarter. Oh, yeah, because you <laughs> saw Jordan Mason get a pretty much the fourth quarter carries. And you could take your wide receiver. Oh, my guy, Jerry Judy finally showing up. Um, unfortunately, he lost his quarterback in the process, but he managed to put up 29.3 fantasy points in half PPR, which was eight receptions on nine targets, 73 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, just a hell of a game all around and against KC, who's, you know, not a top tier defense, but they've looked better this year than they have in the past. And, uh, you know, divisional opponent, everything about the game was good for Judy. Unfortunately, again, you probably don't see it next week with, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is in Denver, but uh, who cares? And honorable mention, Justin Jefferson, another guy who's just always on this list. He was my pick for, Highest non-QB scorer of the week. Uh, unfortunately, he was bested by the likes of Jarek McKinnon, Jerry Judy, and this tight end. Evan Ingram. Again, we said Trevor Lawrence for the top QB. Evan Ingram, holy shit. Yeah. The one week I play him in Dynasty against Jeff, 33.7 points. No honorable m- m- mention here. I think he beat the tight end two by 17 or 18 points. So, yep. did not even worth to talk about them but i mean 33 points out of a tight end is what four work uh four weeks of work for most well, I th- guys i think they said just this week brought him up, up to like a top six tight end or something like that yep i believe but it. um i mean fantastic game over 100 yards two touchdowns just filthy and then some bottom feeders i'll start with a quarterback not russell wilson i think it's the first week in a long time um, but Derek Carr, 4.48, 4.58 fantasy points. Um, just an up and down season for him, mainly down, but 4.58. Ooh, you cannot have that. Oh, I mean, absolutely terrible. That's that. If you started him, you probably lost your matchup, just like you did with these guys. Uh, the running backs of the week who just absolutely murdered you, Michael Carter, who's probably a flex play still for most people. Um, and he was able to give you 1.5 points. So you're like, oh, maybe he didn't play that much. No, he still had five carries, which isn't a lot, but he saw six targets out of the backfield. He was only bringing, uh, only able to bring in three of those with negligible yardage. So Michael Carter, I think he also had a fumble. That might have knocked his point total down a little bit as well. But Michael Carter, just absolute terrible performance. It was against Buffalo in some tough weather, but the other guys are doing just fine. Son of a Knight seems to be taking the reins in mm-hmm. uh, Brees Hall's absence. So that's definitely cause for concern for Mike Carter owners. And then Travis Etienne is the honorable mentioned bum, uh, 3.2 points. He just didn't ever seem to get involved in the offense. I mean, he couldn't get anything going. 
And I know we mentioned uh, Evan Ingram was having a great game, but I mean, 17 carries that only turned into 32 yards and then nothing out of the backfield in the receiving game just isn't going to get it done. He played 75% of snaps. So, you know, ETN's got to figure that out if he's going to be a fixture in your fantasy lines, but it seems like he's hurting you more than helping you right now. Yeah, it's been a few bad weeks for him. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, um, 0.6 points. He did get hurt, but he played 96% of the snaps. So he played the entire game and didn't get you a catch or anything. This He got six yards rushing, and that's it. Um, the definitely guy you have in your lineup every week, regardless of him being up and down. He's been more up as of late. So I think after an 18-point outing in week 12, then a bye week. After a bye week, you think, all right, boom, he's going to blow up. Nope. Get you less than one point. So it's too bad. Uh, then tight end, you can take that one. Yeah, Marky Mark Andrews. Um, I've got him in a couple leagues this year, and it's just not really working out. It was in the beginning of the season in the last, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. He failed to go over double digits. He did have a missed game and a bye week mixed in there. But in six games, he's failed to give you a double digit point output, which is kind of just his failure to score a touchdown. But his targets are still there, eight, seven, seven, six. His receptions are not as high as they've been. Nothing over six receptions in, in a single game. And then his yardage hovering around like 50, 60-ish yards. But you just expect more out of Mark Andrews than 2.7 points. It's just not enough to get it done. And he's a guy that if you have on your team, you probably only have one tight end. You're definitely only starting him every single week as long as he's healthy. So if you're doing that, he's losing you games. Yeah, it's been invisible. He's still 10 and 2 in the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, if you score nine points, which he has twice, I mean, I did say he hasn't gotten double digits, but if you score nine, you're probably a top 12 tight end. So it's just a tough year for tight ends, but 2.7 is not enough. Even in even in down weeks, 2.7 won't get you on the board. Yep. All right. Hold and fold them. Uh, not too crazy of a week for it. I think you kind of have your team solidified as it is already, but. um. A few guys, if they're on your roster, you can kind of just probably... All these guys are probably cuts, but we'll get to some players that you should hold on to. Foster Moreau, I think it's easy for both of us. He's a cut with Darren Waller coming back and him putting up a goose egg last week. Yeah, last production slash the starter coming back. Yeah, Moreau is a cut. Easy cut. Um, The next one, Michael Carter. I think it's a little bit trickier. Like I said, when I talked about him earlier, he's still a flex play for a lot of people. But that flex play uh, caliber performance hasn't really been there the last few weeks. And it looks like Zonovan Knight is just going to do all of the work. Um, Now, you know, Michael Carter could take any ball, any reception to the house. But I don't think I'm putting my faith in that. And I think even if uh, Knight goes down with an injury, Carter doesn't just all of a sudden become the running back there. It'd probably be a mixture of him and Ty Johnson and somebody else they'll sign off the practice squad. Uh, Just problematic. So, um, Michael Carter for me, I think I'm still going to hold him, but I'm not happy about it. He's definitely not going to play. He can't play him again after these performances. So I don't know. I don't know what you think, Scott. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always go back to the handcuff argument. He is a handcuff if, if Knight is the guy there. So I think if you're a Knight owner and Carter's out there, you pick up Carter right away. Um, he's just a he's just a stash guy. Like the playoffs are, are, you have your team solidified. Your your bench should be full of people like Carter and these handcuff players that 
could hit. Like you're not having a guy on your bench and like, oh, am I might play in week 15. No, like your 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 team is solidified. It, it's it's set for the entire next two to three weeks. But a guy like Michael Carter, night goes down. They have a very easy strength of schedule, so he ends up being an RB two again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I mean. And if you're like any of our teams and you're in like a dynasty league, uh, you probably just opened up three IR slots or any league that gives you unlimited IR. Like I put Rondell Moore, uh, Mike Boone and Kyler Murray in all in one league, all onto my IR slot. So, uh, yeah, I've got space to stash a guy like Michael Carter. So I think you I think you brought me around to the to the bright. Yep. All right. Um, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he he's a cut for me. I mean, I've been kind of saying it for weeks. I have him in a few leagues, but I just don't think he plays this year anymore. I think after the him not getting traded was he was pretty bummed about that. So his injury is more of just give him a little injury thing. He's going to sit the entire year. So and yeah, not like he's done that much when he's played. So I, I think he's an easy cut. Yeah, I would cut him as well um, for everything you just said. I don't think he plays again this year. He, you can't have guys on your team. Like like you just said about uh, the, the stashing players that could pop. If Brandon Cooks isn't going to play, he can't pop. So why keep him? Yep. All right. Uh, Devin DuVernay. Cut. Cut. Yep. Um, that was easy. Uh, J- <laughs> J- James Cook. Um, I'm probably complete, cutting him too. Complete down week. And I mean, I will go back to the handcuff argument. Yeah. But I mean, you, we thought it would be he either take over the backfield or would be in split, like a, like a nice 50 50. This week, two points. Like, yeah. It, the office just changes so much every week um, in the running game. I mean, like Josh Allen's going to get his every week as is, but, um, yeah, two points is you. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I sat like, him this week oh, in a league where I, I I I might have played him. I played someone else over him. Thank God, because I won because of it. But yeah, I just think like Singletary's getting about fifty percent of the work, and then it's a mixture of James Cook, Naheem Hines, and uh, you know Josh Allen, obviously factoring in as a runner a lot as well. And I just can't keep. James Cook on my team for a quarter of a potential not really good backfield anyways. Um, <laughs> if he's he's not getting the work and they don't, as a team, give that much work to the running back, it, yeah, I think it's just it's a situation I don't want to be involved in. Um, so he's he's a cut for me. Uh, I just, I don't see a plan. Even, and even if Singletary goes down, I just think it's more Josh Allen. It's just tough because, I mean, even myself that spent good amount on him and fab oh yeah last week it's like uh you can't really cut him yet because the 17 bucks i spent but um yeah and if you want to like hold out hope for another week i get it um especially if you just picked him up because of the patriots game where he scored and sure if that role becomes available for him to fill again in, in a future game maybe he pops but this game that they just played against the Jets was a slippery kind of snowy wintry mix game that should have favored the running backs more than anybody. And he posted two points. So if I can't even plug him in, in a game that should be run dominant, 
what can I do? I, I just gotta, I'm cutting my ties, cut the rope before I drown with them. That's fair. Uh, Marquise Brown, um, bad week last week after the Kyler injury, second week back after coming off of IR. I'm a hold. It's concerning without Kyler. Um, but I think Colton McCoy is a guy that's in the past. He's done a fine job. I mean, you you saw Brown even drop a pass that would have had his stats a little more. Another week with with McCoy practicing as a QB one in practice. I I'm fine keeping Marcus Brown and starting him. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Cole McCoy is not like a death sentence to Marquise Brown at all. He still saw eight targets total. Like you said, he he had I don't know if I call it a drop. It was kind of a tougher ball, but you know one that he definitely could have brought in, and that I think it was going to be probably a 25, 30 yard catch, and you know say he had hit him in stride perfectly, he could have walked into the end zone. So um, he's always going to have that upside as well, that he just gets loose and and, and pops for a big one. So I'm going to go ahead and keep him. Uh, you also have the added fact that Rondell Moore is now on IR. So it's really just going to be D-Hop, Marquise Brown, and a little bit of Robbie Anderson. A.J. Green was on the field last week, but I think he's irrelevant. I think everybody thinks he's irrelevant, including his own team. So I'm holding Hollywood for now. Uh, I'm not sure who they play this week. I guess I could tell you. Oh, Denver. it's Denver. It's tough. Great. So that's tough. And then they got Tampa, who's a little bit easier than Atlanta, if you can make it to your Super Bowl. So um, I'd probably hold them. It's tough against Denver, but I'll probably hold them. And I'll probably even play them. Yep. Uh, right. Another guy. Yeah. Another wide receiver. Amari Cooper. Um, I think we all thought we'd see more out of him once Deshaun came back and it just hasn't hasn't happened. Uh, I don't know that you can cut a guy like him based on what he can do, but you're getting there. Yeah, I mean, he's still what is your twelve even after these two bad weeks with Deshaun. The targets are there. I mean, Peoples Jones has done a fantastic job with Deshaun there. Um, it's Amari Cooper. I mean, he he's the best receiver on the team. He's going to get his. I think he's a guy. I know we don't have this guy on the list, but he's Mike Evans. He, he, you're you're starting him every week, even if it bites you in the ass. It's just hard to bench these guys. Yeah, and he was dealing with that hip issue that popped up, I want to say, on Friday last week. So if he was even a little bit dinged up, I guess you give him even more of a pass and hope that he can kind of nurse it and get right. healthy. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even practice today, but I mean, yeah, that's a that day anyways. But it, you are right. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, um, and like and, you said, we saw Peoples Jones do it, so it can be done. Deshaun can throw the ball; just, it's got to be his week. Yep. All right, and the last one, Octavius Murray. Yeah, I'm still holding him, and I'm probably still starting him, um, just because there's not much else going around. I know Marlon Mack had the big point outburst, but it was really on one long reception that he scored for a touchdown. Um, I mean, eight carries for 32 yards, sure, but they were really in a shootout with um, KC just trying to keep pace. So I think when the game script kind of, or the game flow kind of more favors Latavius, he'll get back to running the ball a little bit more and punching one in. Yeah, I mean, they play Arizona and then the Rams next week. Yeah. I, I think that's start will get um, games, but my boon's on the AR. So I, I think with that, you don't have to worry about... Um, you know, Boone taking the pass and work, and then 
like you said, Mac had that big play, but that's not going to happen every time. So, yep. yeah, he's actually my sleeper or the flex start of the weeks, I think. So, oh, that's a solid pick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, uh, last part of the podcast. So, I play with my emotions. Um, I'll go first. I'll, I'll let you lead into yours. But I, th- I mean, we talked about this in, in the injuries, it, it's early injuries. Um, and I'm mainly calling out Kyler Murray and T Higgins in a week where I need both you on the same team to just give me 20 points combined. You think that, that that's, that's easy and it doesn't happen. Tyler Huntley in a league, Ramondre Stevenson in a league, just when you see that, it's just like, like when Debo went down last week, boom, he got you a touchdown. He got hurt. Okay. You can swallow that, that pill. When these first drive, first quarter injuries happen, you're just like, what the fuck could I have done? <laughs> like, there's right. nothing I could have done. No, it's it's absolutely out of your hands as a like a simple fantasy football manager sitting at home on your couch. Like, you don't have the ability to sub in a new guy. It's not real football, and it's just a helpless feeling. Like, it sucks. We need that. We need that change. We've talked about it weeks in a row now. Fantasy football as a whole needs to have. Maybe you could even do a slot on some of these websites. Like, this is my designated sub. If I have an injury in the first quarter, like, boom, I just fixed fantasy football. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. And in that same vein, uh, all these injuries have cost me all of, almost all of my leagues. And I probably won't win my championship in, in the two that I still have a shot at. So uh, the 22 season, uh, for all intents and purposes, I'm considering over. I'm sick of you. You've played with my emotions too much. You've pushed me to the brink of quitting fantasy football as a whole. Just kidding. I'll be back. I love the torment. But we're on to 2023. Um, I've already started my draft research for uh, this this upcoming draft and all the players I'm excited about. There's actually a lot of talent coming through, uh, and I'm putting it all into hopefully a nice little user-friendly format for you. I'm going to try to drop that article tomorrow, and you guys should be able to start you know, putting 22 behind you and start looking forward to 2023. Uh, you know, Join me in moving on. Join me in preparing for hopefully your dynasty league drafts or even just your redraft drafts for, for next season. So uh, that'll be coming out and you should have some fun with that. And maybe you can chirp me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tell me how, how wrong I am about all the picks. So the tricky thing and what I keep having to do and reset the whole thing is that every single week that I don't get this article out, games happen. And then the picks change the, the order of the picks. Yep. So, <laughs> document that I update on a pretty regular basis, even once I drop it, because I look at some other websites and I'm like, oh, they have the order wrong because they didn't update for this week. Now it's thrown everything askew. But uh, yeah, that'll be a fun little, not even little, it's going to be a long, long read, probably a 20 minute read because I gave you a reason for every single pick and I went pretty in depth on every team. So uh, hopefully you guys like it and don't, don't bury me too much. We'll try not to. (laughs) All right. Well, that um, just about does it. Yeah. Yeah. No, take us out. So, as always, guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Come start asking us some more start sit advice questions. Not you, Dickie, not on Tuesdays, but ask us around, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for some start sit advice. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram uh, at Top Shelf FNTSY. Check out the website for our start sits. Those will be coming out tomorrow, as always. Check out the article for the draft coming up. And as always, stay fluid, stay loose. Shell fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.